With the trade deadline this Thursday, it's time for the Pelicans to go all in and try and win a championship because they are closer than you think. I'll explain why in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, we're like two, three days away from the NBA's trade deadline, and we are going to talk about trades and why the Pelicans need to make one if not two, and really go and try and win a title in the next couple of seasons. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the guys they should trade for, the deals that could get it done, what the team will look like after, why I think the team is really good now. We're covering all that and more in today's episode, but we do this Monday through Friday, coming to you like no one else is and completely free. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So, if you've been watching the show for a while, you've heard me, especially in the past couple of weeks, talk about the luxury tax and the salary cap concerns for the Pelicans in the future when we're projecting out what they're going to do. It makes me think they shouldn't make a move, or it has made me, because clearly I've changed my mind, has made me say, maybe you don't do anything now because this team's about to get really expensive and you don't want to have to start tearing it down. That's not me being protective of Gail Benson's money or things, it's just being realistic. When we're projecting out the future and what this team might do, you have to kind of factor all of that in. And it's led me to say, like, don't make a move. This team is really good as is. And I'll get into some of the stats on that here in a second. You know, they're really good when healthy, of course, being a big caveat there, but I do think that they're going to be okay. B.I. looks back, and I think there's a chance, just a chance, not a declaration or anything here, that you might get Zion Williamson back before the All-Star break for a game or two. I think maybe he just wants to play in the game, and that means he's got to play in another one. So when you look at that, this window is wide open, I think, for the Pelicans. They have been, when healthy, again, big asterisks there, Really freaking good. Really freaking good when they are fully healthy. And I can share some of the numbers with you. When Zion plays for this team, they have a net rating of 7.8, positive 7.8. You take their offensive rating, your defensive rating, subtract defensive rating, and whatever that number is, that kind of gives you an idea of how good of a team is. And that's uh, points scored per 100 possessions and points allowed per 100 possessions, which equalizes it for pace. So if a team plays fast, you're still kind of putting them on the same level as a team that plays slow. And that's a really good way to kind of equalize things across the board. They have a net rating basically of eight with when Zion plays. To be a true title contender, you need to have a net rating of about six, six or better over the course of the season. They don't have that yet because of the injuries. Bench kind of lowers that a little bit too. But when Zion plays, this team is incredible and has been throughout the year. The main starting lineup, right, of CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Valanciunas has a net rating of 10.1. 
They are absolutely elite when it comes to this somewhat limited sample size, but they're really, really good. So when you look around the league, when you look at the Western Conference and see how jumbled up things are, are you going to get a better window than now? And I'm not sure that you will. You can try and build a long-term sustainable winner. And to do that means you don't make a move at this deadline. Or you could try and go and win a title in the next, this year, next year, year after that, and then eventually have to deal with the fallout of that. I don't know. It looks pretty open to me. When you look at the teams in the West, you know, in terms of that middle of the pack, I'm not really scared of anybody there. And then you look at the team at the top in the Denver Nuggets. And given how the Pelicans have played them this year, are you scared of the Denver Nuggets? For this Pelicans team, I'm not. I'm not at all. The Memphis Grizzlies are looking terrible right now. You know, and then the rest is just a bunch of mid, right? That's kind of what it is. And the Pelicans are in that grouping because they've been hurt. But they have been so good when Zion plays that it makes me think this team could be really good. They have a top five offense, a top five defense when he plays. If you add a piece or two, which we'll get into in the next segment here, I think that's kind of a championship window for you. And that makes you become a true title contender. So it's not my money. Screw it. Go for it. You know, maximize the time that you have with some of these players. It's rare that guys sign a third or fourth contract with the team. You have Zion now about to be on his second. You have BI on his second. Go make the most of that opportunity before maybe one of them bolts years from now. You never know what's going to happen, but you can really see that this team is good. They got some of their swagger back. They got some of the, the, the rust shaken off and back to winning ways with that big win over the Lakers and then dominating the third place Sacramento Kings without Brandon Ingram. It makes me feel like, as I've said all along and why I was calm during the 10 game losing streak, this team is good. So go get a guy like Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Nas Reed. Malik Beasley, Boyan Bogdanovich, maybe Kelly Olenek or someone else. There's a number of names and we'll look at them coming up and what I think the Pelicans should do. And I think all of a sudden they jump to being one of the title favorites should they do make a couple of moves. Stay under the tax this year. That's going to be kind of key for you. Don't start that clock until next year. You're going to move some picks this year, but you have reinforcements coming and Trey Murphy in the future who you will resign. Herb Jones is still key defensively and actually kind of key offensively too. And I'm going to do a show at some point on why I think he's underrated when it comes to the offense. And I'll explain what I mean in that show because it's kind of some hidden things that you've really got to watch for that he does. And you're not going to kind of realize it until you put it all together. So this team has guys that can replace ones like CJ if and when you know he retires or leaves and those type of players. So it makes me feel good about building a winner, a true winner for the next three years or so. And as I said, I'm not overly worried when it comes to injuries with this team, as I did a show on that last week. So how do they go about doing this? Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, if you really want to pick names off of the Toronto Raptors. Are there some other names out there? Yeah, here's what I think they maybe need to look at doing and how they go about doing that and what it means for the team going forward. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar. We just got through the holidays, and if one of your goals is to eat a little bit healthier this year, like me, 
You don't want to compromise on taste when you do it. And so you've got to go try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. So they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. These bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. But now you don't even need to wait around to get a box. You could go to built.com, order one there, but you can also go to your local Walmart, Sam's Club. You can go pick up a four-pack box of the cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. You can go to Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box of the churro flavor, one of my favorites, or just go to built.com and have them sent to you. Thank me later once you're eating your built bars. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. The good, the bad, the trades, the trade targets, whether they will or won't make a move, what they should do. We've looked at Willie Green and some of his coaching things. We'll look at more of that coming up, but we're going to focus on the trade deadline through the rest of the week. I'm sure you all have alerts set up like I do here of what might be coming, things like that. We'll start to see if the rumors heat up today, tomorrow, as in the lead up to Thursday's NBA trade deadline. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because we're going to be covering all here. You know I have a show usually instantly after a trade gets done. So if something happens, we'll be ready to go with a show for you right away to make sense of it. So what do they do? I said, go make a move. I think this season is wide open for the Pelicans. You can win a title potentially this year. Next year, you'll be one of the four favorites to win if you make the right move or multiple moves. So start laying the groundwork for that right now. You will have no money to spend in free agency, so do your free agent shopping right now. And I think there's a number of different directions they can go and things that they can do. They certainly need another score off the bench. You absolutely need another guy that can kind of create a little bit, get his own shot, while also being a three-point shooter. A couple of names fit that bill. You have a guy like Malik Beasley could be an option. I'm very, very high on Gary Trent Jr. for a number of reasons, and I think that's the guy to go after. I do think that he's kind of the perfect target for New Orleans. This is a guy that started and come off the bench in his career. And in the past two years, he's averaging over 18 points per game. He's shooting for his career 38.5% on over seven attempts per game for the majority of his career. He gives you a couple of rebounds. He can give you an assist or two per game. And he is very solid at the free throw line while also getting there in a decent amount. What's more, and what I love about him, and this is really what sold me on him as as an ideal player for New Orleans is, he said he doesn't mind coming off the bench. Gary Trent Jr. would not be cracking the starting lineup in here for New Orleans. You're going to have C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and another big. Let's call it Valanciunas right now, but hold on. He's not cracking that lineup. You're not going to take Herb Jones out for that. And if you would, it would probably be Trey Murphy coming in. So you need someone to really lead that second unit. That's Gary Trent Jr.'s job here. And he said he likes and doesn't mind coming off the bench Don't bring in a guy that's going to have to take a step back in his role and isn't going to be happy. I don't think that's a good situation whatsoever. So bring in a guy that's like, yeah, no problem. I can do that. Love that kind of player. And he's going to be cheaper than an OG Ananobi. Ananobi gives you much more defense, but the Pelicans, by the way, have been in the top 10 defensively all season long. They're a good defensive team. 
particularly aided by their offense too. I don't necessarily think you need that. You got Herb Jones, you've got Trey Murphy, you've got Najee Marshall who might go out in one of these deals. But I do think that you're okay on that side of the ball given that they've been good that side of the ball all year long. And when you look at the Western Conference, it's about scoring with the Mavs trading for Kyrie Irving. You're going to need to score. And the Pelicans have had some stretches with the second unit where that doesn't happen or where Zion's taken away. Gary Trent Jr. is a guy or Malik Beasley, right? Or Boyan Bogdanovich from Detroit. That's also a fit. Any of those guys, you can pick which one you like. I just like Gary Trent Jr. the most would fit that role of elevating your offense, putting more threats out there and you can't guard them all as Brandon Ingram said the other night. But I wouldn't stop just there. I think it's very obvious right now that Jonas Valanciunas is not really in this team's future, the way they do or don't play him, though there's times when I think that decision is warranted, but it seems that Willie Green likes to go with small ball and a guy that can kind of guard one through five or switch everything, which Valanciunas just can't do. So go get more players like that. Go get Nas Reed. Go get Nas Reed, who Minnesota doesn't seem like they really want to play, pay. And it sounds like he you could pay him $10 million to re-sign him per season. Give him two years, $20 million, and you're set. Love it. Bring back the LSU guy. Give me a three, a center that shoots some more threes. He's a little undersized. He's not an amazing rebounder, but he's an energy and a hustle guy. And sometimes you just need a dude like that, right? Those Josh Hart minutes, those Najee Marshall this year minutes. Sorry, go and get that guy and just pay him, knowing that you're going to be into the tax anyway. So push all your chips in. If you're going to be in the tax and you're going to pay $7 million more, pay $14 million more and actually win a title and be closer to title contention. And that's what New Orleans would potentially be looking at next year, even more so if they were to re-sign Nas Reed. Or if you want to do it a little bit cheaper, maybe move a guy like Jonas Valanciunas now. Bring in someone like Mason Plumlee that you can start for a couple of minutes Play Larry Nance Jr. more. Larry Nance Jr., by the way, went on the court with Zion Williamson. An absurd net rating in very limited minutes, but an absurd net rating and very, very positive early trends with that. I think those are the moves that you really could make. Bring in Mason Plumley, Send out Jonas Valanciunas and bring in someone else in that deal, too. That gives you a little bit of what you need, what you could use. Again, if you're going to pay the tax and they're going to be pretty into it next year, no matter what, just go all in. Will that happen? I don't know. We'll talk about that next. But I do think that you really have a big opportunity. OG Ananobi, I don't think gives you enough offense. I think, you know, he he's an inconsistent three-point shooter. The defense is there. They don't need that. It's also going to cost you too much. You can do a lot of these other moves with single picks in the deal and not have to include two, three, things like that. Maybe you could get a guy like Nas Reed or Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz. Maybe you bring in Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt for a protected first and two second round picks. If you could do that along with the outgoing salary, it fixes a lot of what you need. You get that backup big that you want in Vanderbilt. You get the score you need. Those two things really elevate New Orleans, give them a little bit of insurance against injuries, though again, I'm not totally worried about that, and I think vaults you into being like, whoa, you know, how do you guard some of those lineups? You know, you have much more depth there than you're thinking, and that's the depth that's more plug-and-play than the type of depth that we've seen here in New Orleans where it works around the stars. Malik Beasley can go and get you some points on any given night. You're not worried about him needing... You know, Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram to be able to do it. That's a dude that can just go out and score. 
Same for Bogdanovich, same for Gary Trent Jr. And that's why I focused on those names. That's some like true depth where you're like, wait, they would start on a number of teams. And that's not something that New Orleans has right now. And with the defense being good already, add more firepower, add more offense. That was the biggest issue for them during that 10 game losing streak. So do it in a way that's like responsible spending in terms of draft capital that you'd be giving up. You know, almost any deal is going to include Jackson Hayes and or Devontae Graham. I spaced there, also got a text, and it's the time of year where you're like, oh, I got to look at that, even when I'm in the middle of recording a show. And yeah, I think you have a really good team. So put those picks in there, really go for it. And you still have enough I think even if you include some, whether it's a Bucks pick, whether it's a you know future Lakers, something like that, or really the Pelicans' own pick, and then you kind of figure it out, you can really make your team good right now. And I'm not scared of a ton of the teams in the West when this Pelicans roster is fully healthy. But will they actually do all of this? Will they actually make a move at the trade deadline on Thursday? I've told you what I want to see, what I think they should do, and why I've come around on this. Let's talk about what we think will actually happen on Thursday or by Thursday, I should say, in the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. You want to take Brandon Ingram, I'm spacey right now, to go over 27 and a half points, you can do it. You want to take Herb Jones to get more than three and a half steals? You can do that too because prize picks is super easy. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projections, you win up to 25 times your money on any entry. The best part, you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections, and they offer projections on any sport you watch. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's also safe, and they have fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So you just go look at the numbers above that, below that. Simple. More or less. So download the prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, they're going to give you $100. You deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know trades, what the team should do, what and we'll talk about this now, what I think they will do. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of talk going on. There's going to be rumors. You want to come here to make sense of what's true, what isn't, what's maybe posturing, what this team might end up doing. And I've given you a bunch of names. The prevailing feeling right now, I think among most people is they will make a move. And that's on the surface, a really good sign. I've explained the, the luxury tax concerns, the salary cap concerns. There's a show on that. If you haven't, just go search it. And that's something that looms large because this team has never paid the tax. Small market teams tend not to pay the tax. They could be cheap. And I there's reasons to believe in the way they operate on the day-to-day that they are kind of cheap, to be perfectly honest with you. But if they make a move, there's no avoiding being a tax team next year almost as is. And then if you make a trade, you're even deeper in there. So you would assume they either have a plan in place, and that plan's almost certainly, no matter what, going to be moved Jonas Valanciunas after this season or they're just going to be like yeah let's pay it and let's go for it because we do think the title window is open that's exciting more so than the player they trade for 
if they trade for someone by the trade deadline on Thursday. Just making a move that adds longer-term salary on the books that's not an expiring deal this year where you kind of use them as a rental. And Gary Trent Jr. is a player option, but they had the bird rights so they can re-sign these guys pretty easily. You know, you look at that and it signals we're going for it. It signals we think we're close and we have ownerships buy-in and we are going for it. How exciting is that? That is not something at any point in time that this franchise has said to you, the fan. The CP3 era was dismantled because it got expensive because Shin was basically insolvent at that point, right? For a couple of years, just bleeding money that he didn't have. Also, injuries to Tyson Chandler. But they've never said anytime recently, we believe we can win a title. They've said, we believe we can be good. We want to beat people's behinds as david griffin said we want to compete but they've never said we think we can win a title this year they've never truly said that almost any trade they make this season says we think we can win a title in the next two three years this year next year and the year after that two and a half years whatever it is next three seasons including this one that's exciting it means they're going to try and go for it right You're going to have a team that is like, we see our window, we want to go and grab it. I love the ambition from something like that. That's the type of thing that you want to see this team try and do. And I do think they're going to make a move. And if they do make a move, it means they're ready to deal with the consequences and the fallout from that. Sign me up. That's awesome. I'm really excited. This might potentially be one of the big turning point moves. Again, not for the player they bring in. Gary Trent Jr. is a good player. He's going to help you win games. But it kind of signals the mindset of this team and what their intent is. And you know that they're not going to stop with just one move. They're going to look to really keep upgrading the team. It's not about draft picks anymore. It's about using those draft picks to turn your team into a title contender. I want to root for that team, don't you? You want to root for a team that is serious about winning. And if they make a trade by Thursday, this team says, we are serious about winning. I'm going to lead with that if they make a deal, pretty much, almost. We'll lead talking about the player in the deal. But that's, I think, what it says. Do you agree or disagree? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. But it has me fired up. Again, I've really believed in this team since the beginning part of the year. I believe during that 10-game losing streak. I believe now. All of the data backs it up. What we've seen, the eye test, watching them play, that has backed it up. This team can be really good. And this team can be a true title contender with one, two more moves and just retooling the roster a little bit to fine-tune it to be exactly what they want that sounds fun to me and i really hope they do it who's your preferred trade target let me know on twitter at nola jake or in the comments down below and that's going to do it for this episode of locked on pelicans thank you all so much for listening as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter enjoy the game tonight we'll be back tomorrow to recap it also talk more trade rumors things like that keep you up to date on everything that's going on so i'll see you all tomorrow